0: news for us is is Priceless was founded on a concept that you know experiences matter more than things become more true today than it was when we started it so we're, we're very fortunate in that case so most people it doesn't matter age, it doesn't matter, I would argue what you kind of read about generations. I would think most people you're seeing today look at the housing markets where people are living, look at uh, retail sales, look at just luxury goods, and you'll just see that across the board, people are just deciding they want to spend their time and money on things that are an experience that they need to share as a family, as friends, and not so much buy something.
1: The power of an experience. Words of wisdom from MasterCard SVP Michael show. My conversation with Roby spans from their upcoming sponsorship and plans for the global fan base at the Rugby World Cup in Japan to Priceless, why it was created, how they need to push the envelope to better the fan and customer experience, and how to truly create an end-to-end journey for all their fans around the world, paralleling Uber. We touch on this fandom of Yanks and music, and dig into the importance of eliminating pain points for any fan in or out of an arena.
0: The traditional fan for rugby is is you know generally pretty affluent, well educated, uh, grew up uh, definitely with rugby. It's probably part of their schooling and uh, you know kind of that whole culture of who they are with their friends. Uh, it's a big traveling group. They they talk about it when you, most of these countries that are somehow tied. Uh, Historically, to the UK, you know, you've got then you've got your New Zealand, Australia, then that in South Africa. But they talk about touring, right? So Mm -hmm. it's a big, it's a big adventure, you know. And they, the World Cup is every four years, as as they are, and sort of allows them time to plan. They're usually in a destination. The last few have been in um, places like England, but when you had it in New Zealand and now you have Japan, these are, you know, probably a once in a lifetime destination for folks. So when it comes to the, the, the World Cup itself, you get a traveling group. You know, you get people that have been planning for it ever since they announced. Like, hey, I've always wanted to go to Japan, and this is a great reason to want to go do it. So that that part's pretty cool. Um, they there's not a lot of crossover with soccer, football, mm. which is it's which is interesting. I I, I continue to find that. Um, but then in Japan, Japan is still an evolving country for for the sport um you know it's probably number three or four on their overall list of of sports uh right now the energy feels very nationalistic in that a great culture of Japan is like they're a host nation. They're hosting this event and they as as a as a country wanna be good hosts. So they're supporting not just their team, but they're supporting the events in their local jurisdictions. Um they'll be fantastic hosts. There's lots of people looking forward to being there. Um and then I think they're they may set a record for the number of people visiting. I think they're talking about over four hundred thousand people wow. coming from outside of Japan to to attend. So yeah, it's a big um you know, it's a big event in in you know in a in a, in a, in a place that or in places that rugby's big. Yeah, and, and you that's me- probably the big difference with rugby.
1: And you mentioned though that the audience tends to be people that grew up with the sport, maybe even participants of the sport. So do you even, is there actually a way for them to engage the fans when they're in Japan or previously in England, New Zealand on site, like to touch and feel and just be an active participant? Like, does that actually happen? Obviously it doesn't golf because you, you go to a tournament and then on the side, there's, there's other types of golf hospitality and playing rounds, but do people still get into it and want to participate themselves?
0: Um, a little bit. I think what you find the big sort of experiences that we we try to offer and get at least for either our customers or consumers are you know what they call training runs or different times where the teams out. Kind of, uh, you know, doing their warm ups or doing their 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 training between matches. Um, you know, this World Cup is six weeks mm. because of the amount of recovery time <laughs> that the players need. Um, so there tends to be a lot of these gaps. Um, again, the consumer uses that as, as their touring time. You know, they they use that as their advantage to go around um, and, and see the sites and, and do the stuff between matches. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There are a lot of them did play. A lot of them certainly have a very close affinity towards it. Um, and they try to consume it any way they can. I mean, they're just they're as crazy about that as any other fan is about their sport. And, and you talked
1: about Japan as a host country, just uh, being proud and hosting and the nationalistic aspect. What would be the differences of the fan engagement, if there are any, when you're hosting this event in Japan versus you treating customers in England, New Zealand, or somewhere else in the world?
0: Um, we're... we're st- well, I guess we'll find out as one short answer, but you know, the, 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 the local, you know, for sure, it's that notion of going to a big event. Mm-hmm. So I can't quite tell of all of the folks we have coming to the opening match, which is a pretty good sized crowd if they're there because it's, it's something that they're personally interested in. My sense is more of this is the place to be. This is, they've been invited by a, a partner and a sponsor and it's going to be a great experience and they, they want to see it. They want to be a part of it. Um, you know, given the, given the, the the big story that it is, you know. But Tokyo is a big place, and that's another thing I've learned over the years. Yeah, you know, with Tokyo being such a big city, we saw this in London with with the with uh, the World Cup four years ago. Um, when you have a really big city, sometimes the event doesn't pop as much as it does when you go to smaller cities and that's obviously for any sport um, but it'll be interesting to see in Tokyo they've got three venues spread out across and then they've got you know another eight or nine around the country and I, I just assume You know, that when you go to Osaka or Sapporo and these other smaller places, um, it'll just be a much bigger deal for the whole community. And and outside
1: of rugby, obviously, you guys are spending a lot of attention and resources across many different sports, but also music, fashion, entertainment. Tell me about the differences between how you're interacting with your customers and trying to reach new fans for the different industries? I mean, what, is there a big difference between your consumer in fashion and sports? Obviously, the demographics might be different, but in terms of how you actually engage with them on site?
0: Um, well, since we have a wonderful partner at Octagon that's helped us learn over the years that the pe- you know, fans can be the same person and be a different kind of fan depending on what they're participating in. So the same person that could be a baseball fan thinks one way, acts one way around their historic love of baseball, but then you put them in a, at a, at a, at a concert or, you know, something music related, their passions are different in, in, in how they act and, and spend their time or, or their interests. So for, for us, it's not so much the different um, kind of, People, you know, from a demographic point of view, because we have such a large consumer base around the world, it's really how people are behaving and how they consume their activity. So, is it something they do with their families, something they do with their friends, is it something they do because they want to? either be seen there or just something because they want that live experience that something like music, only music can offer. Um, yeah, it's on TV, but that's just not, never going to come close where some people prefer to watch a sport on TV these days as opposed to to going to it. And that could be the same person. Um, so, yeah, for us, it's really trying to make sure whatever we're going to do resonates, fits in with what's going on. We don't ever want to be a distraction. We want it to be additive. We want people to feel like we somehow made their experience better more fun easier you know we took a, some sort of pain point out of it um and then kind of get out of get out of the way and let people experience why they're there why they spent their time money and effort to to go and not be sort of bothered by a sponsor
1: yeah and, and priceless for you really defines fan engagement and and customer engagement how, how do you keep challenging yourself to I guess up the game for priceless
0: experiences the the key for is is to f- keep finding things that people want to do and participate and that obviously has changed a lot over the last few years and, and the ways in people participate it used to be you just kind of wanted to go and then you had bragging rights at a at a cocktail party now you want to go and you want to have the photo and you want to have the right you want to have all the right other buzz things that, that are more instantaneous than, than it was a little while ago. But the, the good news for us is, is Priceless um, was founded on a concept that, um, you know, experiences matter more than things uh, has become more true today than it was when we started it. Um, so we're, we're very fortunate in that case. So most people... It doesn't matter age. It doesn't matter, I would argue, what you kind of read about generations. I would think most people you're seeing today uh, look at the housing markets where people are living, look at uh, retail sales, look at just luxury goods, um, and you'll just see that across the board, people are just deciding they want to spend their their, their time and money on things that are an experience that they either share as a family, as friends, and not so much buy something. And we've actually not to get neurophysiological about it but we've actually studied this in the brain actually if you think about something you've always wanted to buy say a beautiful piece of art once you buy it it actually can continue to decline in value to your brain because you've had it huh. whereas an experience if you just think about the best trip you've ever gone, i mean just think of any time you're engaging with somebody right like oh what where, where have you been lately you just people light up and the way they retell the story the experience it doesn't get necessarily a better experience not like all of a sudden, new things happen that didn't happen on the trip. But the way you recall it, that's why people have pictures around their house of their honeymoon and different things they did at that time. Those experiences become richer to them, and I think if anything, it makes people want to crave and go do more things. So for us, it's about you know things that are fit great for our business. You know, travel is a huge thing. Um, uh, family becomes more, and then the sharing of it. You know, that's what's that's what's obviously changed so so much lately is this old notion of sharing those experiences whether it's on social media or, or other forms of, of, of letting people know this is what I did and we should do it again the next time.
1: Speaking of experiences, what about you? personally as a fan and and forget what you 're doing as a business, but you Michael Robeshow just as a person, what are you a fan of, and what either talent team league entity festival property has done something that you've participated in where you're like ah oh, that's an awesome experience and they've they 've really cracked the code on fan engagement too
0: yeah I, um, for me, you know I kind of have done. Back to you know we're fortunate to get to do a lot of things. I've kind of gone sort of back to my youth of I've I've always been a Yankee fan and gotten a, and that was always something that I remember as a kid and I love it. I love still going to a game and I don't care who they're playing when it is just the experience of being there and that notion of you know taking a little bit of a taking a little bit of a break and 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 watching something I that I take a lot of enjoyment out of. I understand the chess match of it. I I understand it's not uh, action packed like some other sports, but I just appreciate it for what it is. And and maybe that's something that all that's, kind of once you have it as a kid it kind of always stays with you and the music i love i still love going to shows i go to probably different shows than i would have whether i'm taking some family or or going on some other things and just hearing new music and hearing you know some of these artists that are coming out in the shows are just unbelievable I mean, what they're able to do now from a production point of view um and it's always fun to those artists that blend great production but also just at their core they've got you know great great music and, and you know um, it's not they're not hiding behind it from an experience point of view I think so many places are doing it so much better I mean it's amazing when you think of how, how things have changed and the, one of the big things we've gotten involved in is esports and, and League of Legends so I went to the world championships about a year ago in Korea and it was a 10 million plus dollar opening ceremony <laughs> with the video and the music and the entertainment and you have a 100 million people watched it and and it looked different it was one of those things that was designed for for the for the uh, the streaming experience. You had to had almost watch it streaming because the live show the way they did it with some avatar digital technology. It looked different on screen, and um, it's just incredible to think that 100 million people were watching. You know, six on six. Of, of of a of a video game um, is is probably something that wasn't predicted that long ago, but it's 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 huge. It's everywhere, and it's only going to get bigger. Back to before esports, when you're talking Yankees
1: okay. and music as two passions yep. for you, and, and obviously the live experience at a show, at a concert, or at a Yankees game is one thing. But how do you consume your fandom of Yankees when you're not? at Yankee Stadium or the same with a favorite musician and are you doing it the same way is it just you're following what they're doing socially uh, or is there a different type I'm just more curious as a fan do you you treat them differently or the same how you are a fan no very different I mean
0: I'm I'm kind of You know, traveling a lot, moving around a lot. I'm kind of always on whether it's the Yankee sites or Instagram, but the app is awesome. You know, I'm a big fan of the MOB app so I can watch the games or listen and watch the videos. It doesn't matter if I've watched the game the next morning, I feel compelled to watch the two two minute and 34 second video (laughs) that shows the highlights. Um, So I think that's a great product and I think that's changed. I used to be in the wireless business back in the day. So to see where that's come and how that's changed our life um, from a sport and from a fan and um i never i've never consumed more yankee content than i do now because Mm. of that app it's not like i didn't want to it's just now it's it's always in my pocket Uh, music is different you know i think music for me i think um when you you know, you go online, you kind or sorry, you know, you you get online with your music and I think I tend to gravitate to what I already know and like. Whereas when I go to live shows I'm more open to, hey, I've heard Sean Mendes is great, let's go to the show and see and um or other partnerships and just see how they're doing it. Um so I don't know if I can see it the same way as I would when I go watch it or if I follow up um you know, but uh, yeah, different, different. I think each one is different. I think how you consume things. Um, football, you know, I'm a big football fan, Giants fan. Fantasy is a huge part of that. I still don't think that gets talked about enough. I know we talk about fantasy a lot, but I think gambling is always talked about with football. Whereas for me, I still think the bulk of quote-unquote football fans and why they consume so much of it is around their fantasy. I don't think as many people are gambling on it as... Certainly there are fantasy players so I think that's a huge driver for the overall interest in that sport. What,
1: what about venues and, and maybe even a venue outside this country if there is one that have has figured out an in-game experience that you think really is, engages with fans at all levels even from the hospitality level or just you know could be sitting in the last row of the stadium but just once you're on site they're, they're giving you something more than
0: the in-arena
1: experience
0: um, not to be too pro-American, but I, I don't really – nothing is really coming to mind that gives you more outside the U.S. The U.S., the way we look at it across all different venues, um, I, I just don't think there's anything, to, anything remotely close. I think what you will find – is the passion levels come across higher? I'm not going to say they're higher, mm-hmm. but if you go to, you know, you go to a European soccer match and you're watching, you know, Barcelona versus Real Madrid, and you, it's amazing that the building is still surviving after that match, just the way the <laughs> fans are. You know, there's no time for a national anthem. There's no moment of silence. There's no opening act because I've seen that even they've tried that and they just don't ever stop. You know, just yelling at each other. So it's it's the 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 energy. Is, is off the charts. And that I don't really think you see as much in the U.S. And then the other thing outside the U.S. too you have, we just don't play as a country that much, mm-hmm. right? You don't see us, it's not that we're not good at, obviously our women just won World Cup, but there's not a lot where, where you go to these other countries, like the U.K. and Europe, they're always playing each other in something, whether it's soccer, rugby, <laughs> you know, the Ryder Cup is so huge for them. Cause, so playing as a country is, is a much more regular occurrence for them than it is for us. For us, it feels like it's a once every couple of years thing. For them, it's almost monthly. Um, so that is it. You get a different kind of passion there. When You've got England-Wales just going crazy. Um, and they they could be in soccer, and those are the same two guys that are playing on the same professional club. But it's, it's just two totally different atmospheres when they're playing in this country. So you get a lot more of that. But from a venue point of view, I still think the U.S., is far ahead and trying to make that experience. It's generally more an expensive experience here. So it's kind of that you're paying more, but you're getting more type attitude. I think outside it's a little bit more, they're there focused for the actual, you know, match or, or, or game. So they don't get to as much of the, the other stuff.
1: Yeah. And when you talk to venues, or at least when I talk to venues and I ask the question about fan engagement, they often go to F&B really quickly and the just the experience of possibly delivery or mobile and huge initiative for you guys just with cashless. And, and so it, it's a, a, not just a feature for you, it's a product, but it seems to be core to what venues and teams and leagues are trying to figure out every day, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to make the experience better, right? And so you talked. I remember talking to a, a baseball team CMO a few years ago. And it was in a market where his team wasn't maybe the best, the biggest brand of the other one. I won't say which one, but his—he's mm-hmm. he, a great guy, and his focus was—he knew he was competing. Not to, you know, he didn't have the history of this other club, so what, he had to compete on the whole experience. And he was probably the first guy that really walked me through how he—he he thinks of he he be, he believes the experience he's offering his fans starts the moment they even think they want to go to a game hmm. how do they get the schedule how do they buy their ticket how do they get to the venue how do they park how do so he was the first one to really walk me through this entire end to end Whereas I think when some people talk about the venue, they think, okay, the moment I stepped onto the property or into my seat, now my experience begins. And he took it all the way back, so that kind of started me on this path of pain points. And what are the pain points? And you know, there's a lot of talk of certain things that people will and won't go to. Uh, I don't want to go through the hassle of going down. I can stay at home and watch it. Well, there's pain points along the way, and if we can help fit be a part of solving those so a lot of those things along the way have to pay for you have to pay for parking you have to pay for the train you have to pay for your food you know you have to pay for your merchandise so are there things along the way and i don't think anybody's really cracked this yet but wouldn't it be great if we had i I think it was more like an uber experience you know what is it we love about uber what was the first one you all loved yeah it was great that this car showed up but we're all used to that now but it's still this notion of you get in it already knows where you want to go and you get out and you don't have to do anything you're not Fumbling for, for the payment. Well, why can't it be that way at the venue? You know, why can't you show up? I've already prepaid for my parking. I get to my seat. You know, with the food ordering, why do I have to tell you? Why do I have to tell you where I'm sitting? You sold me the ticket. You, <laughs> you know, you told me you told me where to sit. Why do I have to tell you where I am? And merchandise, I still think the merchandise would go through the roof. I, you know, I've done it where you know taking family or something to an event. It's like, listen, I'm not I'm not waiting in line and carrying all this merchandise around for, for my niece or something. So we're going to either pre I'm going to pre-buy you the shirt for the concert so you have it to wear the concert, or I'm going to get it in such a way that I'm not carrying it. You know, we'll have it shipped. But, um, so isn't there, I think merchandise would go up more if you, if, you know, you certainly, you see certain events where they're shipping, you, you walk out of the merchandise tent and right there is UPS. I think that's fantastic. And I think you see people spend two, three, four times what they would have spent if they knew they didn't have to walk around with it. It's, it's a much better experience. So we look at all those things and we want to be a part of all those things because I think those are, um, those are things I go back to people walk, man, that was a great time. You know, Well, what to find a great time? Well, did they win or lose? Okay. Maybe how was it easy getting in and out? You know, the food lines, right? No one's going to want to wait in a long food line. Um, I think F and B gets talked about because when we were kids, it was a beer and a hot dog. Now, now it's much more than that, but you still have to have it as a timely experience. Um, it can't be, it can't take you 25% of your time there to, to eat. If you're, um, you know, just because it's a nice meal so they've got a, it's, I think i feel for them it's a very hard operationally to deliver high quality in a timely manner like that so again from where we sit from a technology point of view if there's a way we can be part of that solution but um, i think people are getting better at it
1: and that's the bond there's plenty more to come